This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. (whistles) Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything. From which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However... When it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time, injury time. Knockout takes, Almunia saves, knockout follows in, Almunia saves again. And now Watford are on the counter-attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. Dini. I do not believe what I've just seen. Trondini has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Good, good afternoon, everybody. Hope you are well. A repeat of the score that when we last faced Southampton at our ground, but reverse in terms of the scoring and the last minute equaliser, and obviously a disappointment having led the game for so long. But I'd really like to know what your thoughts are in terms of how the game went, what we thought first half, how did things fare once we'd seen Southampton replace their their lineup? What did we think of them? What did we think of us? We had some changes. Pollock came in and had a pretty combative game. Obviously, the early free kick from Martins gave us uh, gave us a lead, and I think uh, we can probably feel a bit aggrieved that we weren't able to take uh, more chances to have gone in more one more than one up at the break. Maybe who knows? You let me know what you think. But uh, in the second half, they did make the changes. They did throw at it, and fair play to them. They they, they got the goal. Obviously, the changes that they've made brought on their much stronger uh, set of players, in fairness to them, although I thought their first set were pretty good. Whereas our changes saw saw Dennis coming on and Semma and really needing to give them some kind of game time. And the ball fell to the lad who hit it, Armstrong, and he wasn't really being picked up by Dennis at the time. What do we think about Dennis when he came in? You, I think you can see why we didn't see him until that time. I think it's good to get some, because we'll need to bring him up to fitness, I think, personally. But anyway, enough of that. Justin, sir, what did you think before we before we get onto all other, other nonsense and find out what everybody else thought of the game and the week so far? Hello. Can you hear me? I'm in the car, so I'm not sure if you can hear me or not. We can hear you. You we can. can hear you perfectly. Ah, good, good. Yeah, for me, that's probably the worst result we could have got getting a replay. I think we've got enough fixtures as it is, and I, oh, just cramming another game in there is a bit unnecessary. And the fact that we face Liverpool if we get through the replay 
what does that mean the team we're going to put out? Are we going to put out a different team so that they face Southampton? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why he took the Spreer off either. I thought that was a bit of a, a bit of a mistake. But on the whole, I thought we played well. I just, yeah, could have done without a draw, I think, Peter. I think that's probably the worst result we could have got today. Take your chances in the first half. Different game, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think that's... I think that's a reasonable thing to say. What did you think of, before we go to other people coming in, what did you think of, of Pollock's uh, performance? Because, of course, news in this week that he's requested a transfer. Uh, I, I don't think anybody is going to begrudge him a transfer because you can understand why a man of his age wants to go and play football. But he was bought in and he had a hard-working, always a player who looks like he's working hard, yeah, defensive, defensive role and defensive job. What did you make of Pollock today? I thought he was really good. I thought he was excellent, actually. I thought he played played well, worked hard. And, yeah, I, I, I was really impressed with him. And it would be a shame to see him go if he's going to play like that all the time. So, yeah, pretty good, I thought. OK, all right. Well, yeah. let, let's find out what, what people have thought, thunk, in other words. What, one thing that was quite odd, because obviously everybody was playing musical chairs today, was there we were, climbing up into the upper reaches of the upper Graham Taylor. And who was I sat next to? Only the big cheese, only Brett Lebowski. And next to him was Uxbridge George. Oh, what a happy chap that was. That was a, a, a great bit of fun. And I'm sure we're going to hear from uh, Lebos- Lebowski in a little bit from the big cheese. Let's get into Rich WFC2 and see whether or not Rich can speak. He knows all the drill. Rich, how you doing, mate? Hi, Pete. All good, thank you. Good, good, all good. good. What, what did you make of, of, of this afternoon's fair? 1-1, I think a pretty good game for the neutral, I imagine. Yes, yeah, frustrating. They probably should have won that game. Well, no doubt about it. They, let's be honest, Southampton made about nine changes and it took them to bring on four of their starting 11 most weeks to uh, get back into the game. I wasn't overly enamoured with our substitutions. I didn't think it was substitutions that said, let's go and get another goal at the point where I thought we were going to go and get another goal. I agree with uh, Justin. Um, I've no idea why he took a squirrely off. I just didn't make any sense. Holgate was all over the shop marking him and on a booking. Who knows what could have happened? We were coming in on that left side in the second half and we were looking dangerous. And then Val brings good old Tom Ince on and I just went to myself, well, what's that all about? It's All that is about is sitting deep and trying to hang on to a 1-0. And again, that's my frustration. Go and win the game. It's an FA Cup game. Nobody wants the bloody replay. And now we find out we've got Liverpool. No, I'll be sending. I'll be sending the under 16s down to Southampton's ground because the last thing Watford need is to go to Anfield and get mullered up there, which is what will happen. And that's why it, it's frustrating. But I thought it was a very good performance. I liked a lot of what I see. There was energy. I agree. Pollock had a smashing game. And I think I've said recently, I, when Pollock comes on, he, you can't fault his absolute effort and wanting to play for Watford. He just wants to play football. And my goodness, you compare him to Porteous, who I'm not saying anything about Porteous today, this is previous, head and shoulders above him. He was getting the t- he was cramping up like crazy, like uh, quite a few Watford players were yep. towards the yep. end. And that's why Southampton got the initiative and was got the goal. And, but no, Nobody in, in those dressing rooms wanted a draw today. and But no, there were some bright sparks. I thought Tony had a very good game in midfield for periods of time. Andrews was smashing most of the game. Yeah, so I thought he was yeah, a standout. Not, I don't, 
Yeah, I don't think there's a Watford player that I'm looking at and thinking, you didn't give everything today. I thought there was energy. And the goal for Martins was magnificent. I'm, I'm literally right behind that. And then he just thought, he's not going to go for that, is he? And he bloody did. And magical goal. He's picked that spot from nowhere and bang into the net. And we just couldn't get that second goal. And Bayo worked his nuts off up front. He just can't get in the, just in the way to get the ball into the back of the net. And yeah, it's a say. I, I, I don't know. Where, where was Tom Deli Bashiru today? What, what's that all about? Well, that, that was my thought in terms of when, because as I say, I was sat with Bratton and I said about 10 minutes beforehand, I said that Kone looks like he's within himself. He's not, he looks like there's something wrong. Yeah. And then it was increasing and then he could yeah. just put it out and sat down and, my first question to my was son he on the other bench? Side was, was, is Deli Bashir on the bench? And you went, nope. And I was, oh. But, which is an odd one because you ended up with, obviously, Ince, Ryevich, Semmer and Dennis all on the bench. Yeah. And also Greaves, who'd also fit into the, that that kind of slot. But no, yeah. Tom Deli B, he may have. Obviously, we never know whether people pick up a strain or a knock in training. So who, who knows? We're not too sure. But uh, yeah, he would have been, well, the, just, he would have been just, the logical one to come on, certainly. Yeah. Again, we just can't keep clean sheet. And you can't keep a clean sheet, you don't win games. And, and it, it's as simple as that. And it's the 90th minute and a game we give a goal away. And it's just a mental block that Ishmael doesn't seem to be able to get right. We sat very deep for lots of that game and we played on the counter very well, but we were so deep at times. And in that second half, we barely come out of our own half in that last 20 minutes when he made the substitutions. And that was, the, I just looked at 60 minutes-ish and I just thought, oh God, he's going to do it again and play for the play not to lose. And I just felt very flat after that. And then I it filtered through that we had Liverpool pull away and I quite honestly I couldn't give a monkey's after that because it's all about Wednesday night not going to Southampton in a second round and he's just got to play some players that need some football in that game and I'm sure Southampton will do the same and make many changes again and pick us off at their place and they can go up to Anfield and do it there if they want to but I, it's, it's disappointing it was but I enjoyed the game it was a decent game of football till about 20 minutes I think when we definitely stopped playing stopped trying to win the game in my opinion and try to sit in and but no can't really fault any player today I every one of them can look themselves and thought they got sweat on their shirts today and put an effort in and I think that's all you can ask and credit where it's due it was a decent game and we, Southampton can sing 22 and all that but they can't beat Watford <laughs> <laughs> so yeah decent afternoon good stuff alright Rich we'll, we'll probably chat after Wednesday on Wednesday if that makes sense in terms of that yeah. obviously we will also be be thinking yeah. and discussing and chatting I think on, on that Thursday which is when the transfer window shuts obviously with that extra game pulled in I wonder whether or not I just wonder whether or not somebody in the in the, in the boardroom might turn around and go well maybe we do make, need to make one or two more signings because we've got the uh, the replay away against Southampton boy am I looking hard for a silver lining for a cloud where they equalise <laughs> who knows who knows <laughs> Rich sir have, have, a, have a lovely evening we will Cheers, catch, we'll catch you then let's get across to Mr Neil Silverstein. Uh, Neil, sir, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you, Peter. Yourself? Love, love, yeah, no, very very good. I, I, I enjoyed the game. I was sat next down next to uh, Bonkers Brett, who we'll be bringing on in a couple of callers' time, um, who, who gives an excellent running commentary of the game, which is unlike any other I've ever experienced. Great fun. I, I advise it for all people. How did you see the game and everything going? Yeah, a game of two halves, really, yeah. wasn't it? I think first half, we, our starting position, particularly out wide, was far further up the pitch, which I think is what changed second half. I've never been... Martins has always frustrated me, and I thought John would, would probably evangelise about him a bit more, but I thought he was outstanding today. Did everything that I'd wanted I wanted him to do and really applied himself. And as Freya did the same, they both looked a threat, and it, that, that, that kind of changes everything. 
I think, as I mentioned before, Kone was all over the place until he ran out of legs, all picked up a knock. Pollock, well, I've not seen that sort of performance from him before. And I think if he played like that earlier, he probably would have had more game time. So interesting one there, why he suddenly decided to do it now when he's made it known that he wants away. But the, the, the two, two bits I was going to make, one is... I see that the Backman obsessed haters are already out blaming him, which I think is really playing to a, a certain agenda. But I don't hold him fault for that. That was a hell of a strike. Went through five, well, four or five players. I thought he'd done it well up until then. Even his distribution was okay. And to your point about a silver lining, I'll give you a silver lining there, Pete. Got it. For me, nice close game for me to get to at Southampton. Nice. Um, no doubt I'll probably catch up with Mr. Finch from anywhere else that's going to go. And then when we win there, because I think we will, we've got a great chance to end Klopp's relationship with the FA Cup. What a way to finish it, eh? Oh, there is some silver lining going on there. I like that very much. Yeah, why not? You're, we're in the Cup. Why not, have a, why not have a go at it? I think Southampton today looked interesting. Even when they were dysfunctional, they've got some, they've got some good players. Their number 18, Mara, was, I thought, outstanding. He created all sorts of problems off of the left. They had, I think it was Alcarash, number 22, created an awful lot of problems and opened up a lot of stuff for Mara with, with his movement, even first half when they were less functional, shall we say. And, and, and they're a good thing. And I don't think there is any disgrace in going, if we'd have said 1-1 and it was a league game, you'd be sitting there going, yeah, we would take that. They are a good team. They haven't lost for, oh, crikey, I think it was something like 21 games or something along yeah. those lines. So they've done well. And yes, of course, we can spit chips. It's gone in the last minute. I, I thought, and I looked at Dan Backman today and thought, I agree with you, sir. I thought he had a, I thought he had a good, positive game. It looked like a good, positive reaction from a number one goalkeeper who has been dropped, knows his chances there and knows he has to do everything. I think it was just a shame that, and I'm, I'm, not, put, I'm not putting it at anybody. We were dog-tired, as I said at the start of this. We bought on Semmer and we bought on Dennis, both who need to get back up to match sharpness. They bought on players who are playing week in, week out in Armstrong and Fraser and Smallbone and Armstrong and absolutely went up a gear and in fair play to them, I think, personally. So we will see what yeah, is going there's, on. There's one, one other one, quite an interesting one. I don't know. Sure. The young lad that, that they started with, that Tyler Dibbling. Yes. I don't know if you know anything about him, but he's quite well, well so I live down this way. He's quite a little story there. He was at Southampton to begin with. He then moved, I think, when he was 16 to Chelsea for a reported seven-figure deal and reputed 12 grand a week. Lasted there about two, three months, I think it was, before coming back to Southampton. And again, reputed, I think it's eight grand a week is what I've been told. And you think that's, you look at that type of player and then you're right, you've got the Ryan Frazers and the rest of them. They've got some clout behind them and they've got some players in there. And you're right. When they did bring in their, I guess, their more established first team, as it showed, the quality showed at a time when we were tiring. But just, you know, Tyler Dibbins is a really interesting story and just shows you what they've got. And when you look at it and go, oh, it's just a 17-year-old kid that's come on, it, 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 the, the, there's money behind it and money talks in football now. Yeah, uh, no, it does indeed. It, it, it's, it's never an even playing field. But we shall see. Neil, lovely to hear from you, sir. Have a great rest of your your weekend. Now, let's try and get Terry back on. We tried it earlier on and we failed. But Terry, chip shop Terry, here he is, everybody. Terry, how you doing? Hello, sorry. Can you hear me all right? We've got you. We've got you. How you doing? <laughs> sorry about that. That's yeah, right. very well, mate. We're just, just about to uh, penetrate the M1 on the way home. Well, as long as the uh, M1 yeah, is I... consensual, that's fine. Okay. So, <laughs> so come on then. How's you and your lad? How do you enjoy the game today? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, we really enjoyed it. Obviously, the first sort of 86 minutes were, were pretty decent. Uh, I think at my only... Well, like, Andrews is very good, obviously, mm. and Asuna is 
quite incredible. In fact, a few weeks ago when we played Chesterfield, Tom cleverly parked in the multi-story car park behind the ground. Yeah. And me and my boy had a quick chat with him on the way and I said, who do you think is probably our best player? And he was like, it's Spree. And he was like, he's phenomenal. He's going to be huge. And so that's obviously good to hear because he's played with him and, and obviously does bits and bobs. But yeah, my only concern was is obviously first half, we were playing the ball up the left-hand side quite nicely between Lewis and Espria. They've got quite a good relationship. They seem to know where each other's going to be. And and I think to change both the players in one foul swoop, when clearly Espria's got bags of energy, could probably play football for 180 minutes. It's just a bit of a worry. It just seemed like a bit of a cop-out decision from Ishmael, really. And I just wanted to know what you boys thought, because I know you've done some coaching stuff in the past. Like, it completely changes the dynamic of a game. And, and that first half, certainly, that was the predominant side we was going up the field in. What, what did you think to that? Yeah, well, and yes, I have. But I, you know, I maintain and, and will to anybody. If everybody listening to this will have watched so much football and will have seen, you know, the statistical analysis and all of the stuff that they do now, your opinion is as worthy as anybody else's. So, that you know, what, what did I think? I thought that Lewis frustrated me today because there was a number of times when they did work it upwards, up, up the up the side, where it was, if I was coaching, I would be saying touch and in. Take a touch and deliver yeah. the ball in. And he tends to take a touch and come away from it and go backwards a little bit too much for me. And I thought when I saw Morris coming on, I thought that's why. I think he's had a bit, he's not really been as progressive as he has the ability to to, to be. If he was perfect, as he'd still be playing for Newcastle, but it's not, so we've got something there to work with. I did think Espria was having a one of his interesting and better games, and being played on the left rather than on the right was interesting. Neither he nor Martins were were sulking because they couldn't just cut in and shoot. They were playing a real team game, and yeah, I think it affected us. And I think what also affected us was the fact that the ble- the guys who did come on, they have to get back and match fit. And I think we, it's one of those games where we come back to Rich's point at the start, which is. Am I really bothered about the cup? And do I want them to, as opposed to the league? And therefore, I'm quite happy for them to be trying to get their match fitness in the cup, so to speak. I, I love the cup. I think the cup's great. But yeah, we'll come back to the fact that everybody's a Liverpool away and it's another replay. And oh, do we need that? I, I think it was a game where he has to try to get some energy into Semmer's legs and into Dennis's legs so that over the longer term he can do that. I don't think Espria deserved to come off. I don't think Martins deserved to come off. I was quite surprised when he did. But he's only got what he's got on the bench and we had to see how he did. There you go. So it's, yeah. it's, that was a long answer to say, yeah, I agree with you. Sorry, Terry. No, it's fine, mate. No, I, I, I like your answers, man. And I, I, do, I do think we, I do think we, we played fairly well. We obviously sat back for large periods of the game, but defensively, like Pollock was was really good today. But yeah, it's a shame he wants to leave, and I understand he, he does. Maybe Ishmael's now looking at him, going, "Well, actually, after today's performance, mate, we'll we'll get your your ass on the pitch a bit a bit more often." But, but yeah, we'll see. Anyway, look, I'm just I'm on the M1 now, mate. So I'm going to go. But I appreciate you letting me on, and I'll I'll speak to you all soon. Thank L- you very much. Lovely stuff, Terry. No problems, mate. Lovely to speak Take to care. you. Sir. Hi, this is Derek Payne, and you are listening to Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. <whistles> at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. 
Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Now, that's, uh, before, before I come to, I'll just add in the big Lebowski, who I was, as I say, I was chatting to. Then I'm going to come to Wendover. Then we're going to come to you, Neil, as well. But down the bunker today earlier on, it was lovely to see Mal, Steve and Mike. And, and, but also to see Dr. Dickie Sutton was down there. It was a lovely thing. It was a nice thing to, to see everybody getting down there and, and lots of others to boot, which was lovely. But I got to my seat and there, there was the big cheese himself, Brett Lebowski, running commentary, so, man. Brilliant. How are you doing? Yeah. Well, well, I'm so interested. To, I don't know what I'm saying because I'm in the moment in the passion of the game, but I'm, I'm interested to know what impacted you in my terrible chat during the game and what others have to put up with. Because I normally sit next to Sean, so, you know, and he doesn't give me feedback, but look, uh, it was a pleasure to see you. I don't know what, what entertained you so much with my mid, if, if you've got any moments that really entertained you, otherwise we'll, we'll talk about the game. I, I tend to sit relatively quiet, except when I'm thinking, when I occasionally go, oh, goal about three seconds before we concede, because you can see the thing ending up. And my son then basically tries to hit me with any large, solid <laughs> or sharp object he has to hand. Hates it when I do that. So I'm fairly quiet and considered and, and, and watch the yeah. game Where Whereas you are the running commentary man. You are going to, and, oh, this is good. He's going up. It's, going, it's, going, it's, like, it's, it's great. It was, like having, it was like having an inner monologue, but on the outside of my head. Great. So. <laughs> We're actually the, the Watford Lottery has put us together. Sorry, Pete. I hope you enjoyed the game. Oh, and it, it was, it was lovely lovely to sit with you. And of course, the other side was George. Brilliant yeah, stuff. Brilliant. yeah what a great lad. And I got a nice catch up with Justin at half time because he wasn't far off. He was actually sitting on his lonesome. He was upset that he didn't sit anywhere near anyone he knew. So we had a nice catch up at half time. The, th the thing is, obviously, because of my running commentary, you know that I was gagging to see Dennis. And as soon as he came on, oh, my God, you could see how off the pace he was. And I agree with what Neil said. I think Rich might have said it as well, that to bring on, we, we brought on Dennis and Semmer, like on paper, brilliant players, but they haven't played any minutes. And it was just such a shame because it just felt like from that moment, you could see Dennis was chasing the game. The minute he came on, he was totally off it. And then obviously the goal, it was right in front of us, right? We saw it was his mistake. He just wasn't covering that man at all. And it was just so Watfordy, wasn't it? It just felt like, oh, for fuck, that last 10 minutes, it was just, I, I think I probably stopped saying anything for that last 10 minutes because I was just, my, my fists were clenched with like, this is not enough. And that, that bio in the first half, when Bio had a clear run on goal. Just think it in, mate. Just think it in. Because you're a striker, by the way, it was very upsetting that that didn't go in. And from that moment, you start wondering whether we, whether we can do this. And then on the flip side, we're playing a, we're playing a team who 
are, as we know the stats, they're doing very well. And so it's nice to see, it's nice to see that we can go toe toe to toe with them. But ultimately, the idea of the replay, he thinks we're dead cert, we're going we're gonna to do it and then go up to Anfield. You know what? If we wanted what we said, we want entertainment again, going back to that whole thing. We're in games, we're giving it, we could win, we might win. All of those things are brilliant at, 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 at this season. Like we're, it, I, I was very dejected when we were leaving really like because of the nature of the the draw but ultimately how how long has it been since we've had a cup run just to have a replay actually in and now i'm back in the driver's seat and i'm thinking you know what a replay at southampton with the chance of anfield with the chance of playoffs who knows who we're going to bring in the next few days of the window so happy days really Really, we've we've been entertained again. We've been in a game with people that are going to get promoted. So yep, there we ultimately, go. it's good. Well, as ever, anybody who listens to this on a regular basis, God bless you and thank you so much. But you'll understand why we normally force Brett into his bullet points because that random stream of consciousness <laughs> covered about five of them, which was excellent. I like it very much indeed. Yeah, look. Yeah. You, you, when you're, I'm you're, driving, I can't do it. Oh, don't worry about it, mate. <laughs> you're, lead, you're leading from the fifth minute. You're up against a, a decent team because stuff, and we're digging in, and we're going, yeah. and, and we concede in like the 89th. Of course, everybody's going to be disappointed. Of course, that's going to be the natural experience. And you look at it, and immediately you'll start going, "Oh well, now we're looking at an extra game before what we could go to Anfield. Do we want to?" And you start questioning it. It's only a natural, not defensive reaction, but it's just a natural reaction to the circumstances. It's fine. We were up against a good team. You know what? We put on a good show. We had a. We were nearly there. We weren't quite. We need to enhance a few things, and we're in the transfer yeah. window. So there was a lot of there was a lot of good you stuff know, to take it, out. It, of because it means that actually what happened today doesn't normally happen, where most of your players are match ready because they've all had minutes in them because you've got a thin squad. But the double-edged sword, if you look at that bench. Who wanted Ryovic to come on at that point? No one, right? Like, who are you going to bring on? And as people have pointed to, what, what's going on with Dele Bashiri? Because he would have been ultimately a way better person to bring on than Ince at that point. But we don't know what's happened there. But it, it's that, that I, I really respect the fact that he wanted, what, one player replacement for each position maximum in order that people are match fit. But what happens today happens because you've got to then play. If you've got any little dinks, you've got to put on your people that aren't match fit, match fit. And that's what we saw today. So, you know, he's the manager and he knows more than us. You know, we, we, We've had one there today who's been in the squad and within the team for, you know, the last three to five years in Ken Semmer. And we bought one in externally. So, you know, even if you do go with two places per position, which is effectively what he said, yeah. you're still going to have people who do pick up injuries out for a period and then need to come back. And so the strength of what they've got and the quality of what they've got because of where, where they've been. They were where we were last year, but they've been in the Premiership that much longer and weren't looking to sell absolutely everything. And what they did in terms of sale was, was enough to go, well, there's two players. We don't have to do anything more. Thank you very much. Somebody just, just dropped me a note, more, Somebody just dropped me a note and said that Delhi Bashiro had a hamstring strain. So thank you very much for that. I think it was Sean just dropped me a note. 
Join him. Good. Take a bit too much time when he's getting a pass back, and that's not ideal, but no fault at all. And what a shame that we see Pollock playing like that when he's up for sale. Like, so I, I wonder what the fuck's, excuse my language, is going on with him uh, psychologically or whatever's going on, because it's a shame that he was a, he was a force, you know, it's a great performance. And the last thing is when they brought Porteous on, thank God he didn't move outside that box, basically. Stayed. <laughs> Because that would be the only worry you would have, you know, well, it's, gone it, up to the halfway line. It's always the danger when you take somebody off and you bring on a defender and you say, right, we're going to try to weather it. And if it if you don't because you're sitting back, it took a shot from range. It went through. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you about Daniel Batman. Other people will have, I'm sure, other opinions, and that's fine. I do have to say one absolute silver lining. I'm just going to put you on, on mute there, mate, because you've got a bit of back, background yeah. noise there. Yeah. What One absolute silver lining was as we were playing and as Brett was commentating for me, he combined the words vacuum and bio to start describing him as Baku. Basically, yes, vacuum bio turned into the capital of Azerbaijan at one point for my game, but there you go. What can you do? Brett, thank you very much indeed. Lovely as always. Let's get across to, to Wendover. Then we're going to come to Neil. And then we get to talk to, we get to court Kevin Jackson. We get to have a St. Johnston update, I hope. That would be nice. But Greg, sir, Greg, what did, what did you make of today's cup, cup exploits? Frustrating. Cool. Yeah, very frustrating. We had enough chances in the first half to win two games, let alone one. Bayo should score just before halftime. We go in at halftime 2-0. It's a different game of football. Southampton were never going to play as badly in the second half. And certainly when they brought their big hitters on, they looked a different team. I liked very much Will, I wrote that Will Smallbone, thought, thought he's a good footballer, lovely on the ball. But yeah, frustrating, Pete. It just shows, says to me that we've got to do something this week. In Healy and Loser, we've brought in 40k. Dennis is costing us a reported, reported 21k. Yep. So we're already, that squad is already 19 grand a week cheaper than it was in December. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's two players on 10K a week we could bring in. Plus, if Ince goes to Turkey, he's on a reported 20 grand a week. So there's 40 grand a week to play with there. We need a strike. If Dennis is going to play out wide, which is fine, we need a striker. We need somebody to put that ball in the net. And there's budget there to do it. Just get on and do it. Because the structure and the foundations of a good team that could do something in the playoffs is there. But we need to add, and we've got three days to do it. Yeah, no, uh, well, I, I definitely think I would like to see some more people brought in, some more bodies on the Alamo wall, simply because we, are, we look tired at this stage of the season. Looked, and there's a long yeah. way to go, yet there is a... a where we're going to be going into a number of games being played, and you just got to you just got to make sure that it's you've got to make sure that we've got the ample amount. And as you say, uh, with losing the the big hitters in terms of salary, it does free up for potential loans, etc. I'm sure the club are are looking at that, or at least I certainly hope they are. I don't think that we can be playing as we did today, three centre backs with one on the bench and no others in the club, because if when we did go to uh, at one stage again. 
we had all of our centre-backs do need yeah. some contingency. And that's notwithstanding, obviously, what we hope gets brought through in the under-21s. Yeah. But as it hasn't been promoted, as those players other than, other than Greaves haven't been promoted regularly, we haven't really been able to see anything. Sorry, mate, go on. We've made a massive fanfare this week of Dennis coming in. And great, yeah, it's a great addition. But let's face it, we've boxed very cleverly with bringing him in. And we've brought, he's in on 21 grand a week. So, through relationships and whatever, but we've made a big fanfare. But it's not that big a deal because we've really got him on the cheap. It's not that big a deal. Let's add to it. And if he is going to play out wide, which it seems to be, we've got to bring somebody that's going to score goals. That team. I think it was Rayovich. an interesting one today because I think the game affected what substitutes were made. You only have to look yeah. back at, at Chesterfield and and him bringing on Ryovic at the end. And in fairness, Ryovic has an impact sub when you need a goal, as we did at Chesterfield, as we did away at Blackburn. And we know he's a one-trick pony. We know he scores goals. And we know that's not a bad thing. But he would have brought him in at that particular stage. Do we need another striker who gives us something else? And I think Bio ran his legs off today. I absolutely do. He did all right, Pete. Yeah. He did all right. But he's never going to get you many goals. No, I agree. A I agree. ball came in across into the box to today, which would have been meat and drink to Ryovic in the second half. I think it was put in by young Ryan Andrews, who I thought was great today. Ryovic would have had his head on that, and that that would probably have gone into the net. But you're right, he is a one-trick pony. We need that. The type of striker you and I have talked about time and time again, somebody that's got a bit of everything. And I know there's not lots of them out there, and the ones that are out there go for lots of money. But we've got a few quid in, in, in the budget. I still say we need another forward player. We need a six. Because Serie Alta did all right today, but that ain't his position. No, no, that's, that's I, I don't disagree with you. I think that is the position, so we can have Serie Alta as a dropping in instead of that, instead of Pollock or Pollock. But what? Let, let's turn to a few positives in terms of this, because you mentioned there yeah. young Andrews, who I thought was personally, I, I thought he was excellent going both ways today. But what did you make of of young Pollock today? Yeah, he's all right. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, not, not bad at all. <laughs> he speaks highly of you. No, that's what I, yeah, is he? I thought he, he he gave a competent performance. He's no John McClelland, but he gave a competent number five performance. And I've got nothing. You bring you bring our man Portoir on, and the first thing he does is give away a free kick in a, a really yeah. deadly position. I, so, love, uh, I do love the gap in your description, though. It's he was competent. He's no John McClelland. There's a yawning chasm somewhere between competent and John McClelland, who, if anybody yeah, didn't see him, just just didn't look like he should be as fast as he should, didn't look like he should be as good as he was, but simply was, was outstanding. Yeah. Rolls-Royce so, Rolls, Rolls oh, is the way uh, to describe John un- McClelland. Undoubtedly, he, undoubtedly. He, he was a Rolls-Royce. Um, well, look, we will see, we can, we will see what the club can, bring in terms of that. My, my suggestion at the start of the show, which was somewhat tongue-in-cheek, was obviously with extra games with a potential cup run, maybe that might make people think, well, look, there is, a, there is something to go at here in the league in terms of we could sneak the playoffs. Let's, let's yeah. speak that which dare not speak its name. We could do. It's a question of how much we invest in it. There is, a, there is I agree with you, some, especially if, and, and I, 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 personally, I thought Tom Ince came on and tried to do the job that he did against Hull 
The difference was, again today, the ball went in the back of the net because we simply won't keep yeah, a clean yeah, sheet bro. come hell or high water. No pun intended. And it was just simply a question of, well, it didn't work out. The wage that he's on is a goodly whack. It is circa 20 to 25 grand, which is, it is what it is. Could we use, it's going to be like loser going out. It's going to be like, it's all going to be dependent on if we can bring in players who will suitably improve the squad and suitably improve the 11 on the pitch. Otherwise, I don't think, I don't think Val will do it personally. I think he'll keep the, the unification of it and keep the money until he needs it next summer, which may be too bloody late. Val's got a set of eyes as we have. He can see that there is the foundations of something good happening there, that they are a likeable team to watch. I just think if you just spun the bottle, that's probably a bad saying. If you, put, if you went for it and brought in three, three additions of decent quality three in the next three days we've got a fighting chance of of doing something in those playoffs you and i will be doing a space won't we as the window closes on thursday so let's hope we are we are porting or we were dis- we are discussing some news that that we're, we're all happy with we will be doing so however as everybody knows and i'm sure everybody is worthy it now when you say the transfer window will be the window does not close. It only ever slots shut. We know this. We know this. Sla- it slams. Oh, yeah. it slams. Absolutely. Yeah. That, yeah. that is the only verb which this transfer window is prepared to finish with, and it's slamming, and that's that. Yes, that'll be on, on Thursday, because the window doesn't yeah. shut on Wednesday, which is good, because obviously we'll be having a spaces after the Wednesday <sighs> game in the evening. And then we'll also be on, well, I think it's 11, or is it early? I don't know. It's on 11, Thursday. On Thursday to talk about the window shutting gently. So we'll see. Hey, mate, we'll, we will see where we go. I thought today, yes, frustrating. Of course, it is from a results perspective. But played well, Pete. They played. They played well. We have got the foundations of a of a good team that are good on the eye and a team that are likable to watch. Just need a few more. I like that. I like that very much. Plus, the England cricket team had. A win in the first test away at India in oh. most unlikely circumstances after the first after the first innings for both of them. So we we all enjoyed that. Wendover, Greg, I will chat to you Thursday. Wonderful stuff. There goes Greg. Let's get across to to Neil uh, Neil Nelly O'Connor, and then we will come to Kevin, and then we'll get into five words and all of malarkey. There we go. Let's get to Neil. Neil, sir, how you doing? There we go. One one Southampton. What did you reckon to that? Well, the thing I spoke to you about before the game was a slight worry, and but I was pleased to see that Kone, when he came off, he didn't start down the tunnel. So he don't, I don't know exactly what's going on there. But and then just before that incident, we saw Emmanuel Dennis getting ready to come on, but we couldn't see Tom in. So whether that was just a, a quick throw him on and shore up and and put him in, put him on his, with Kone coming off, if but. That was a little worry, but most people say, one monkey's off our back now. We've got a team of guys that want to play for this club, and that was shown and demonstrated the game today. We're not going to see Dennis, like, his rocket form that we've known for, not for a little while, because as we were talking before the game, he needs match time. Yep. So we're going to have to be patient. He's going to have to come on and maybe not be a miracle worker, but I think I think his attitude seems to be in his interviews and everything that he wants to be here. So that's a positive. Overall, yeah, I, there's nothing I can say 
against any of our players today. I thought they all did well, especially Daniel Backman coming back in cool. and saying, do you know what? I'm a professional. I'm going to do my best. Most important thing I need to speak about, young Pollock. Oh, OK. What? Pollock, everybody, sit comfortably. We're going to be talking about Matty Pollock. Neil, off you go. What do we do? Because as far as the reported, the Watford Observer said, he asked for a transfer request. A little bit of a funny situation because everything goes uh, pear-shaped when a player does that. He doesn't get win bonuses. I think he might even lose appearance bonuses. He just drops straight down. So will Val go there and say, look, after what you did on Sunday, you are definitely in our plan. But, but you're going to have to be patient. But can you be patient enough to start the next away at Southampton for the replay? Can you be patient enough and fight for a place? We know why you want to leave. You want to leave because you want game time. Yep. But after today's performance, what is the point in letting him go and then going out and buying a replacement? What is the point? He's always showed a solidness within this within this group, even though he's spent hour after hour on the bench. He always comes out at the end to at away games to applaud the supporters and everything. So I think he genuinely wants to be here, but then again, he genuinely wants to play football. But then again, with the Porteous situation, I, I think I mentioned this before, is Matthew Pollock any different from when Ryan Porteous came to us? Because both of them were play, had quite successful seasons in the Scottish League. So it's a sort of a like-for-like, isn't it? Except for maybe Pollock was playing for a, probably a better team when he was playing for Aberdeen and they loved him up there so that's to me I think if we had any if we had any common sense or I think whoever's in charge of director of football I think it's time someone sat down and put their arm around him and said look you really want to go that's that that's my thing where, where would he yeah. end up yeah well no, it's, it's it's a very good analogy in terms of the Scottish Premiership I think the differences would have been that Matty Pollock played in a three at Aberdeen but did so very successfully yeah. Uh, and and yeah. was was very well considered there, and of course that was after yeah. that was after the that Millwall header, which was yeah. in danger of defining his Watford time. It was just one of those one of those things. No, I think it's a very good question, and the answers are going to be basically between the conversation between Val and Pollock around his game time, and the conversations that the club have both with Pollock, but also in terms of have they identified somebody who is. An upgrade, and I don't mean an upgrade on Pollock, with due respect. I don't even mean an upgrade yeah. on Porteous, an upgrade, yeah. a proper upgrade. Not, yeah, not John McClellan. We're never going to get there, I think, for quite some time. But he has to be somebody who's going to be come in and really be a dominant player alongside, alongside mainly Wes Hoot. We know that the club are are nervous about not having another left side centre back because of Hoot. So maybe you'd be looking at cover for for Hoot as. Uh, and, and Pollock going out. So then you've got Porteous and Sierra Alta right-sided, and, and they think they might have better balance if they have a left-sided centre-back in place of Pollock. It all depends on those conversations. You're quite right, but we will see what happens. I don't disagree. I think there is a player in there. In fact, looking at the five words there, Hornet Cone, he's, he's got many comments in, but one of them was Pollock looked a new player, and I think everybody was really impressed with the old... and it's. It, with the old kind of qualities that you expect from a centre-back, which is tough, uncompromising, stopper, you don't get through. But there was a point in about, oh, crikey, with about five minutes to go, where we were sat in the upper GT, and I was sat next to Brett, who was on earlier on, and um, Pollock came across and was telling the, the ball boys, 
slow it down, slow the ball coming back, slow it down, slow it down. You see that they were tiring. We had a number of players, including Andrews, going down with cramp. Kone went off with a, a calf injury, which he'd called straight away. We'd worked very hard because the thing that Southampton do so well is move the ball around. They really do. They, As a championship club, they they are trying to set themselves up to go and play in the premiership with a certain style and fair play to them, fair play to them for trying. And for a long period, we were, we, we were out doing them today, but they bought on the bigger guns and it stretched it even further. They used the ball even better and even quicker and our legs had gone. And you could see that a number of players were struggling with the pace that, that the Saints were then playing at. Hey, it's one of them. We'll see. But I definitely think if we, if we don't need a, if we don't get a change, then definitely we need to do something to make sure he is on board and, and trying to play his way into contention. We've seen a number of team players this season, such as Ben Hamer, look completely and utterly, not within spitting distance of the first team. He gets his chance, he takes it, he's given the opportunity. And I think that's where players build relationships and trust with their manager. And I think for all of the pros and cons about, and we talk about it here all the time, about Val and what, he, what his strengths are and what his weaknesses are, etc. He does seem to have this team trying, trying to play beyond its, beyond its own individual kind of set of limitations. They're trying. And, and I, I don't think there's very much you can ask more for that than a, from, a, from a club in the championship. I think it was, I thought it was a, a good game. It's a shame we're not, we're not through to playing at Anfield already, but we take what comes. TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.